Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, Season 5, Episode 5, for Saturday the 11th of February 2023. Coming up this week, I had a book bub on my Sci-Fi 7-pack this week. I'll be giving you the first three days of results. I also ran four more promos on something completely different this week. I'll let you know what I've been up to and what the results were. And another week, another 14,000 words. I'll bring you up to date with this week's writing progress. Now, just to let you know, this episode is being recorded on the afternoon of Wednesday, the 8th of February. So you're only getting a partial week of updates. It's going to be a lot shorter this week because I haven't got as many links and things to share as I normally would. So please bear that in mind when I'm discussing the promo results. You know, we're barely, well, we're not even halfway through the week at the time I'm recording this, but I need to get packed up, ready to go. So I'm trying to get everything done before I leave for Benidorm. Let's then start with the writing update. And not 10 minutes ago did I finish writing. That's how much of a rush I'm in <laughs> today to get things done in time. So my weekly writing update. Monday, 4,775 words. Tuesday, 4,570 words. Wednesday, today, 4,728 words. So my total this week, if I've added that all up correctly, 14,073. So I'm leaving my second book in the trilogy before I head off on my holes at 65,527 words written in first draft form. And I will just finish that off when I get back from Benidorm. I'm not going to be writing now for a week on Monday. So a big gap now. And then I've got the final six chapters of the book to write. Uh, no problems with that at all. I'm into the the sort of sequences at the end of the book now. So there's no, there's no problem at all with the plot. It will just almost write itself. And because I use Craig Martell's technique, which is to write the the last two chapters, I've got the 1975 storyline and the present day storyline. I've written those final chapters. So in many respects, that kind of stress that pressure's done I did that ages ago I've literally got to write up to that now which is fantastic now I've recorded a writing diary again so I am going to have the whole of this book captured by my writing diaries uh, that will appear when I say my cheerios at the end of the the main podcast and just to let you know on Tuesday I'm not quite sure what I did fingers and thumbs maybe I'm not sure but um, I didn't one of the segments that I recorded I didn't save or whatever I did at the end it's not there anyway it doesn't matter because it kind of still makes sense when you listen back to it but there is one of the segments just uh, missing so you, you you kind of go from me saying oh I've written so many words to the next session where I've written so many words you don't get the the introduction so just so you know if you blink you miss it and I'm sure you know by the time you've listened to so many of those things it'll just all glaze over you but I, I just mentioned that uh, one one disappeared couldn't find it anywhere but it still works from a, a continuity point of view so let's move on to my marketing update and uh, last night uh, at seven o'clock UK time I actually had a second meeting with a, an online Amazon ads manager and uh, this ads manager is going to do some work on my accounts. Now, I'm not going to give any names or any of that at the moment. I, I'll, I'll let you know when we've progressed a little bit more with this. But I had a meeting last week and we had a meeting, a more detailed meeting last night. And it appears actually that my, if you remember, I'd set up my adverts as per uh, Matthew J. Holmes's strategy, which I thought was, was, was great, brilliant, all made sense. And they've just sat there and I've been postponing and procrastinating about actually getting my head down into the, the analytical bits, the second parts of the training, which I haven't done. And that's because there's loads of resistance there. It's not something that particularly appeals to me. I'm going to wade through all those numbers and you know figure everything out. And then through a roundabout way, I've been put in contact with uh, an Amazon ads manager. This ads manager usually uh, does does non-fiction books, but he went through all my stats last night. I was telling him about Facebook and he seemed to think my, my Amazon ads are actually doing really well. They're, they're not obviously making the, the profit that they need to at the moment, but they are driving sales. And he was just saying that I'm actually getting twice the kind of um, click-through rate uh, that he would normally expect to get on Amazon ads. So it looks like it just needs a bit of pruning. And, uh, and he, you know, he was whizzing through my interface 
because I've given him editor access to it. You can, in, in Amazon, you can give third party access and he's got ad editor access, which means you can look at the ads. And um, he was whizzing through it and looking at different things and looking at peaks and troughs. But he seemed to think that they were all right. And he's very excited about the fact that, number one, I've got evidence that my books sell because I've done so much advertising with Facebook. But also because I come as a ready-made author, I've got a series of, of nine books with box sets and, and all sorts of things that we can sell. And he seems fairly optimistic that we could do something with that on Amazon. So what I did last night after our conversation is I've sent him, we're only going to focus on the UK at the moment, you know, one, one territory at a time. We'll focus on the UK. And I've sent him my, um, my stats from Amazon from uh, just for the UK in a spreadsheet form from January the 1st, 2022, from, so from last year. And I've also given the same data on my Facebook ads. So what he's now going to do, and this is, this is something I know I should have done ages ago, but I, you know, I'm like a rabbit in the lights with all this stat stuff. It just, I just, you know, it, well, yeah, it's like, it's like being in a pea soup fog. I don't know where to go with it, but um, I've, I've never really calculated my read through. I've always got a sense that I was getting a good read through from, from the Facebook ads, but I've never sat down and calculated it. He's going to work out the read through and then sort of work out what we could do with the Amazon ad. So uh, we're just kind of, that's just a situation that's hovering at the moment. And we'll see where we get to with it. But let me tell you what my Amazon ad objectives are. These are my ad objectives. I want to be able to sell my Walker Base series at full price, not at bargain basement, but at, I say full price at a reasonable price over 99p. Now, I might need to set the price of the first book low, but the purpose of this ads manager working out what my read-through rate is, is he, he can then calculate what we can spend to get a click. So for instance, uh, if if I made £10 of profit, uh, I, I knew that I made £10 of profit when people bought the first book in the series, I could in theory afford to pay £9.50 for a click because across the series, I'm still going to make 50 pence profit. Now that's you know pretty terrible way of illustrating it, but that's the principle here. So we need to work out how much we can spend to acquire a customer because then we know if I'm there terrified of spending 50p for a click on Amazon, we need to know whether I can afford to spend that or not. So this is what we're working towards. So I want to sell my Walker Base series at full price on Amazon to appear on the sales pages of my target authors. I'm already doing pretty well at that, actually. For my target authors to appear in my also bought, I've already told you that I've had some reasonable success with that. And then once successful with the Walker Base series, which is clearly the easiest one to do, I would quite like to see if we could do the same with my science fiction and with the Don't Tell Meg series. And then also, of course, I've got a new series coming out, a three-part series that I'm just writing at the moment. So I'd quite like to move it into those series as well. But that's that's for another day. And I think we're looking at an initial probably six-month period to get this going. But it's very much a pending situation. I'll let you know let you know what happens as we go along and re reveal information as I can do. But uh, that's, I just thought I'd let you know about that. But this is basically me chickening out from sifting through Matthew's, uh, you know, Amazon training and having to do the hard work myself. And I'm basically delegating it because it's not a strength of mine. I'm hoping to delegate it because that's really not a strength of mine and there's huge resistance. And also, to be honest with you, I'm so immersed in writing this book at the moment, I can't really see that I'm going to get to it uh, in any any decent way where I can give it some proper time until after I finish writing these books, until I've kind of cracked that nut. So I just anxious to get on with the Amazon ads and do something with them. And this opportunity came my way and that's why I decided to grab it. Now you're all waiting to hear about this BookBub update. So this was a BookBub promo for my seven pack of sci-fi books. Don't usually sell very much sci-fi. It just plods along. Um, if I get a BookBub, I sell s some decent copies, I don't really, not a lot happens with my, my sci-fi. And, and also that's a reflection of how much effort I, I, and time I put into it because I make my money from my, my crime books. My sci-fi doesn't sell uh, easily. I'm always pushing against a door that doesn't particularly want to open very easily. So you know, I focus on where the money is and that's with my crime and thriller books. But you know, I sell sci-fi books all the time. They make me a little trickle of income, but just not very much. 
So uh, the seven pack sells really well when I put it on a BookBub promo. I had a promo six months ago. That promo was a full price one. So it was in all territories. It was promoted in the US, the UK, Canada, and Australia. And I, I kind of doubled my money, maybe two and a half times my money on that one. Um, so I was very pleased with that. It got me some nice chart positions as well. So um, I, I didn't really know what to expect with this one because BookBub offered it to be in the UK, Canada, and Australia. The book was priced, so it's seven books in my sci-fi series at 99 pence. I've never really had much luck with 99p promos. In fact, the only 99p promo that ever has worked for me was that one I did with BookBub six months ago on this pack. 99p just doesn't work for me on the other channels, and I've got a bit more evidence of that coming up shortly. So the first time I've ever done a non-US 99p offer. So I wasn't really sure. I thought, you know, I'll probably probably make my money back. And to be honest with you, that's that's what I've done. So I'm giving you statistics on Wednesday lunchtime. Now, as you'll hear in the writing diaries, I was kind of expecting the first statistics to come in on draft the digital draft to digital on, on Tuesday, but they were delayed and they didn't arrive. And then I got the first stats through last night. This was Tuesday night. And those stats were only for Apple. So there seems to be some reporting delay on draft the digital at the moment. But I'll, I'll give you the stats that I've got so far. Kobo uh, came straight through. Uh, I can't give you uh, stats for Google, because although I can see I've made sales, it's all a bit difficult to work out what you've made on Google. So generally with Google, I just wait and see what money comes in at the end of the month. So so I don't know what I've made on Google. Let me give you the breakdown that I can. And remember, we have I've only got one day's worth of results in from Draft the Digital at the moment. It's really only Amazon, I think, and Kobo that are bang up to date. So this promo cost me £135.65. Now on Kobo, I made 137 sales which I thought was pretty good, actually, for Kobo. I'm quite happy with that. Uh, it always makes me happy to make sales on Kobo. But the amount of money I take from that's peanuts because it's 99p a time. Uh, so I only made £39.78 from that so far. On Amazon, I made 243 sales in the UK, 89 sales in Canada, and 69 sales in Australia. And so that brought in £118 worth of income. So Kobo and Amazon have already made made up more than what it cost me for that promo. So I'm already in profit just from those sales. Now, draft to digital uh, also has, I think it's given me one day of sales and I ha I'm not seeing any information for Barnes & Noble yet. So these stats exclude Google and Barnes & Noble. But Amazon, uh, sorry, Draft the Digital has given me my sales for Apple from day one. So I'm a, we're always a day late with Draft the Digital, and I've made seventy-two sales on Apple. So uh, the, you know the number of sales on that are okay. It's only ninety-nine p. It's not in Kindle Unlimited. You see, this is again. I'm not going to get the benefit of the reads. Now I'd get a load of reads there if that had been in Kindle Unlimited, and that usually doubles the money. Uh, it's usually pretty effective. But I haven't got that this time. So, so the money I make is the money I'm going to get. There's going to be no surprise page reads, you know, coming up at the rear and improving my profits. So we're in profit, not hugely in profit. My, my guess would be, you know, probably by the time Barnes & Noble is in and Google is in, I'll probably make £50 profit, £50, £60 profit, nothing. I mean, it's profit, so I'm not going to sniff at it, but it's not really going to move the needle on anything. The, the greatest pleasure I take out of that is that uh, I've made some sales on Apple. I've made some sales on Kobo. It's just good to be selling on other channels. Now, I, I, even with those small numbers of sales, I have managed to make or managed to achieve some chart positions. Now, I've taken screenshots of the chart positions so that you can take a look at them. So if you go to this week's show notes at selfpublishingjourneys.com, and I think I've got six. I've got six um, screenshots there: four from uh, Amazon and two from Apple. So I made it to the sci-fi charts and the total charts in Apple, and you can see the chart positions on the screenshots. And also, I got a bestseller tag for the for, for Amazon. So I've got a lovely orange bestseller tag. And you know, you'll know if you've listened to this podcast for a long time that, that first, when you start 
selling your books the first thrill you get is when you get a number one position in a free chart and when you've done that a couple of times and you think well that's very nice but I'd, I'd rather be getting a chart position in a paid chart I think I've I think I've I think I've, I've I had a number one position last time with that sci-fi book and for paid and, I, and I've had a number one bestseller tag this time for paid so you know again it, it's hit that vanity metric and, and it's a nice screenshot of course but you know 60 quid profit you know i don't feel like a bestseller with 60 quid profit but you can't take that away from it it has a bestseller tag and um, interestingly um i haven't got the page up i'm afraid because i'm a bit fingers and thumbs and in a bit of a rush today but you could you can see the screenshots you can see what the categories were from the screenshots that i put on the the show notes this week but interestingly i was in the top of the sort of categories that i should have been which were generally um what do they call it uh, not youth fiction you know um what do they call it young adult in the young young adult sections young adult dystopian and sci-fi and things like that so it was actually in, in the right sections when i when i wrote my sci-fi those sci-fi books not the one i did for john and james not the military sci-fi they were adult definitely adult but the the first seven sci-fi books they were always uh young adult books yet almost exclusively adults have have read them i wouldn't have a clue really how to market them to a young adult audience and i've certainly no intention of traipsing them around secondary schools i'm, I'm not setting myself up for that malarkey I'm not having been a, a you know a teacher in the past I know, I know not to go there. So, um, you know, I, I sell what I can, where I can, but really they were supposed to be young adult books. They were sort of Hunger Games sort of books, Maze Runner kind of books. That's what they're pitched at. There's no foul language in there or anything unsuitable. They're, pi they're pitched at that kind of um, 12 to 15 year old sort of audience. They're completely suitable, but adults seem to generally enjoy them. You know, so as far as that's concerned it was nice to be in the right categories i'm not unhappy with that you know i didn't expect to make a lot of money from it i don't generally make a lot of money from my sci-fi it's hit a couple of, of points that make me happy a bestseller orange tag chart positions in apple um you know great chart position in in amazon uh it's a nice little vanity ego boost uh, the number of sales seemed to me to be okay compared with the cost. Yep, it was fine. It was worth doing. It's profitable. Why, why wouldn't I want to do that? So I would consider that a success, but obviously just a moderate success. Now, interestingly, I, I said to you last week that I'm, I'm going generally dark with my Facebook ads, but in very general terms, I can tell you that I'm I'm pushing some box sets at the moment, the 99p box sets. And uh, and to give them a little bit of a push this week, I thought, right, I'll spend, it must have been over 100, 100 to £150 at the end. On I, I spent some money on some promos. I thought, let's give these a push um, just to give the Facebook ads some, some impetus and to get the page reads going. So I paid for ads on eReader News Today, Book Doggy, uh, Bargain Booksy, BK Knights, and I'm sure there's another one on there on that list that I've missed off. I'm sure I did four on Monday, uh, and I can't quite remember what it is off the top of my head. But the the oh um yeah the usual the usual sites anyway. I I did some promos on the usual sites to try and get some activity uh, on those books. So um, the majority of those adverts ran on on Monday. So uh, what have I got here? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Sorry, I, 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 that's why I'm getting confused. Uh, I had three thriller promos on monday and then the fourth one was the book bubble the sci-fi that's why i'm getting confused so i did have four promos on monday but one of them was to the sci-fi so yeah bargain booksy book doggy e-reader news today which are the generally the the the, the outlets i found reasonably successful they were 99 promos to a nine pack box set uh, that is in Kindle Unlimited and then on on the Tuesday I had a BK Knights promo now BK Knights usually does quite well for me it's uh, a fiver you go on Fiverr to get it. it's really really cheap I think I pay I think I ended up paying ten dollars in the end for the promo I can't remember why maybe I added it to the newsletter or something like that and uh, that went out on Tuesday but you know what I can tell you is well it really didn't move the needle at all I've said to you before that um do you remember if you've if you've been a long time listener you'll know when i did my my rapid release with rapid release i spent a lot of money on promos every single book that came out i would do an ent you know a book doggy all of them i did all of them and spent a considerable amount of money 
on the promos to try and get the rapid release going and it just completely uh, failed and it was a waste of money that was my conclusion from that and so I just thought I just what 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 the heck I'm going to do this anyway I want to give these a push and I have to tell you that over those four promos there's no discernible difference in in what happened you know so the Facebook ads are, are, are doing the business it's not really the promos and, th and this really just confirms what I generally find that free promos on those sites uh, when you've got a trilogy or a series they work very well I prefer them if you've got if you can squeeze page reads out of them that 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 often helps so at least you get a little bit of a bonus at the end uh, these though made no discernible impact on my numbers the, it was Facebook that, that continues to to move the needle for me and those promo sites didn't so my conclusion is that if you've got a, a trilogy or a series then first book free works very well on those sites that that you will see a difference on that but I've always found and for a long sustained period of time I have found that 99p promos don't generally work. Now, I thought I'd try a big box set because I thought, well, that's a kind of one of these inverted commas, no brainer deals. It's massive value, lots of books, but it just didn't really do anything. It's like there's almost no one there looking at those promos on, on the paid ones. So would I do it again? I probably will do it again, but I shouldn't. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So yeah, no discernible difference there. But um, if you want to take a look at the screenshots from this week's sci-fi promo now so again just to sort of reiterate the conclusion bookbub works at 99p but i definitely wouldn't put a standalone book at 99p on bookbub not unless i was a huge author i might risk it with a non-fiction book but definitely not uh, my fiction i wouldn't put a standalone on bookbub but a standalone uh, but a series a you know a big box set a huge value box set at 99p or cents on bookbub I've got some experience of that working, but not on the uh, the smaller sites. It's it, not worth the money. You certainly don't get anywhere near your money back. So, you know, I can tell you that with all confidence. I nowhere near made my money back on that. I didn't get anywhere near it. I wouldn't even sit down to calculate it because I know it's so far off the mark. So, again, if you're thinking of doing some, some promotions, well, that's just my personal experience. You know, mileage may vary and all of that. This is I'm just sharing my personal experience here. It doesn't mean you're going to get the same experience, but I'll just share that with you um, so that you know and you can make your own judgments. So quite a big week for marketing this week. Uh, as you can tell, I'll let you know when I get back from Benidorm, you know, if there's anything else to report. Okay, then let's move on to other writing related news. And I wanted to thank uh, Pip Reed for the coffees that she sent over via buymeacoffee.com forward slash Paul Teague. Great to hear from you, Pip. It's always nice to hear what you're up to. Pip uh, does the Bible Pathway Adventures. So she does nonfiction. She's in a very, very uh, interesting niche. She sells all over the world. She sells, uh, I think it's pretty well all um, Paper, paperback books and workbooks I think that's right Pip I think that's the bulk of your business isn't it paperbacks and um, she's had great success with Pinterest Pip has uh, created a course in Mark Dawson's uh, whatever it's called is it whatever it is 101 whatever the course is that the, the marketing course so so Pip has sort of very uh, different experience to, to what I'm doing as a as an author and I know though Pip always loves to hear my tech stuff so she sent me a note Thanks for the coffees, Pip, and said, great to have you back, Paul. Love hearing your techie recommendations and business hacks. Much appreciated. And we exchanged an email and um, I gave uh, Pip a, a, an idea for something that she was trying to achieve on her website. Sounds like she's moving into a Shopify site, which is very exciting. She's got the perfect business to use a Shopify site. And we were just talking about how to create redirects on a WordPress site. So we had a little technical exchange there. But I know Pip for a long time always enjoys me doing my geeky stuff. So at least there's one person, Pip, that's enjoying that stuff. Pip also sent me a picture from Red Deer in Alberta. And it's, I assume this is your road, Pip, and it's completely plastered in snow now you'll know that uh, whenever it gets a little bit cold in the uk i'm one of the first to moan i don't like the cold i like the warm weather uh, i'll make no apologies for that but when you look at the snow that pip's got i mean that's four-wheel drive weather that is it's uh, or toboggan weather uh, absolutely incredible snow but thank you for sending that over pip uh, i always do like to see your photographs from wherever you are in the world and um, keep us posted with your Shopify shop by the way because I know Joanna Penn's doing this and a lot more authors are doing it 
It's not something I would do at the moment. It's not right for my business at the moment, but uh, I'm very interested to keep my ear to the ground with that and to know how Shopify shops are going. It was also great to hear again from Jacqueline Beard. Uh, Jacqueline, we, we've spoken very recently because I, when I looked at your books, I thought, oh yeah, yeah, I was, I was enthusing about the covers on your psychological thrillers. Uh, that, that feels like five minutes ago to me. But um, thank you for getting in touch. Um, Jacqueline uh, bought me some coffees via buymeacoffee.com. Thank you very much for that, Jacqueline. Um, and very kindly said, currently my favourite writing podcast. So thank you very much for that, Jacqueline. It's always nice to have a, a vote of, of confidence as far as that's concerned. And hopefully, because you write or you're writing at the moment in the same genre that I am, hopefully everything I'm telling you about ads and, and all the strategies, hopefully that will all be music to your ears and will help you in what you're trying to achieve too. I think I said to you it was last week or the week before I mentioned to you that I didn't think that the data in the attribution links, I think the sales data is probably about right, but I didn't feel that the attribution link data in my Amazon dashboard uh, was reflective at all of the, of the page reads I was getting. And interestingly, when I checked my stats in Amazon ads this week, there was a, a note there from Amazon saying that they've identified an issue with Amazon attribution reporting which they said they've resolved as of the 31st of January, 2023. And they said it's impacted some of our Amazon attribution advertisers over the following regions and dates. So they, they list the regions, there's uh, the UK's in there, which is obviously the one I'm concerned about. Um, so, uh, and it looks like there's some UK and US issues. So with that reporting data. So they're basically saying that during that, um, that the time periods that they list on the site, there may be some data incomplete, so you shouldn't be using it for planning or measurement purposes and, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, you know, wh whether my stats will get updated or not, my, my gut feeling was is that the stats were not reporting correctly. I was fairly, fairly confident about that because I can see my page reads, uh, you know, when I look at the KDP dashboard, and they were a lot higher than I was getting on the attribution links. Now, I know Facebook will be responsible for a lot of those, but my, my finger in the wind feeling was that we were a little bit short. That was all that I felt on that. So hopefully that's useful for you. Let's move on to the links to share. I've only got one link to share today and it's another one. I, I love these Twitter feeds. Everybody's doing them now. I don't know. They must be very, uh, I think they get, probably get shared very well because when somebody writes a really good Twitter thread, um, I think they must be very shareable. So I think that's why everybody's jumping on the bandwagon with these, but I love them. I find them a really, it's like a Reader's Digest way of, of getting to grips with a certain theme. And this week, you'll be surprised to hear we have a guest author. It's Dave Gochran has done a Twitter thread this week. Uh, I've shared the link on this week's show notes. And Dave's Twitter thread is 15 rules for advertising books, which was a good read. Now, when I share this stuff, sometimes you'll read this stuff and think, well, I, I know this stuff already. But I'm always mindful that we have people at different stages of their writing career and my view always is I don't mind being reminded of stuff that I know already, because as you'll know, you hold a lot of head in your information, in a lot of information in your head, uh, sometimes so much you can't even get your sentences out correctly. And uh, like me. And so I'm very happy constantly to be reminded of these stuff. I don't mind reading 15 rules of advertising books, even though I might already know those 15 rules because it refreshes my memory. It keeps it top of mind. You know, I, I'm happy to take learning from wherever I get it. So I share all this stuff because if I see it and I think it's useful and I'm, I'm bearing in mind that we've got people who listen to this podcast who are doing, you know, way ahead of me, people who are about the same as me and people who are just starting writing and people who are where I was maybe two years ago. So, you know, we're, we're across the whole range of the spectrum. So everything is shared with that in mind and also with a kind of take, take it or leave it. Um, you know, hopefully it's useful to you, but if it isn't, move on, find something that is. So uh, I, I found that an interesting read and it's on this week's show notes over at selfpublishingjourneys.com. Okay, we're nearly there. I said it was going to be a short one. I've got to rush off and, and do some picking up after this and get a car vacuumed and washed and filled with petrol. So personal news. Tomorrow, first thing tomorrow morning, I'm up, out of bed, breakfast and on my way to Lincolnshire. Stay overnight at my mum's, head to Benidorm on Friday. We're there until Wednesday, travel back to Lincolnshire. And then on Thursday, I'll leave Lincolnshire and come back to Cumbria. So there will be no writing done next week. And next week's podcast will be a seat of the pants job. So 
Uh, again, I, I will be enjoying myself in Betty Dorm. I won't be kind of pouring over the blogs and things. But when I get back on Thursday night, I'll catch up with the emails. I'll assemble, I'll assemble what I've got, and then I'll record a podcast on the Friday afternoon as, as late as I can to get as much information put together as I can, um, so that you get a podcast episode next week. But it won't, of course, next week have any. Uh, writing diary because I won't be doing any writing or editing next week at all so all it'll be next week is a much shorter episode with just a compilation of what I've been up to over the past week bringing you up to date with any day uh, ads news uh, links news things like that that I've got to share with you but I'm not going to get writing again now until Monday the 20th of February and I will finish draft one of the book on Tuesday the 21st of February so we've got a nice little break now for uh, well over well over a week actually it's quite a nice little break in terms of healthy author updates, I'd said last week that I was volunteering at Park Run, so I wouldn't do that run. In actual fact, I got a little bit of FOMO on Friday and the weather was nice. So I, I said to my wife and my, my, my middle uh, child, I said, do you fancy going to the nature reserve? And they like to go for a walk around. I, I did a 5K around the nature reserve on Friday. And then when I'd finished, we all met in the cafe and, and had lunch there, which was very, very nice. So that's what I did on Friday. I did a FOMO 5K because I wasn't running at Park Run on Saturday. On Saturday, I did barcode scanning as a volunteer. Uh, the reason I'd done that originally was to give myself a break before I did the 10K, which I ran on Sunday. Really enjoyed the 10K on the Sunday. Uh, it was called, it's called a cross-border 10K because of where I live in the UK, Carlisle is on the Scottish border. So from Carlisle to Gretna, and Gretna Green is where people, again, I don't know what your knowledge of the UK is like, but it's where, um, because Scottish law was different, and still is different actually, people used to go to Gretna Green to get married when they hadn't got their parents' permission. So that's what Gretna Green is famous for. And it's just up the road from where I live in Carlisle. So between Carlisle and Gretna is 10 kilometres. And so we ran the back road, not along the motorway, which runs adjacent to it. We ran the back road. Uh, up to up to Gretna and then came into what's called Gretna Gateway which is the, the big shopping centre there and my wife dropped me off at the Carlisle end and then met me at the at the Gretna end it was a lovely run I really enjoyed it I've not done it before there were hundreds of people there it was heaving there were loads of people doing the run in fact it was sold out another running friend messaged me on Strava to say that they tried to run but couldn't get in couldn't get in I ran around with my friend who's 73 years old and uh, we had a lovely chat and uh, interestingly when we got to eight kilometers he spotted a chap that he thought was about his age and didn't want to be beaten by this chap who was about his age so he ran ahead he said excuse me i'm gonna run ahead this is what you do when you run you chat to people and then sometimes people just say like i'm gonna run ahead and try and get a time he ran ahead and when i when i met him at the end of the race the, the, the chap wasn't the same age as him and he'd been on a fool's errand but uh, he's got a good running time which he was pleased with i was very happy with my result from that day because I've been running a bit slow. Do you remember I did that run in Malaga and then I've already done a 10K this year. They were very slow. They were, both of those times were over an hour. Well, I got a 57 minute time uh, on Sunday, three, three minutes off. And I think the best I've, I've run um, a 10K is about 56 minutes, I think about 56 minutes. So I was getting close to that. So I'm very happy on Sunday. Uh, and I think because I'd run with my with my friend, he runs a little bit faster than me. He'd run with me because he wanted he wanted to run a bit steadier. He'd been having trouble with his knees, so he wanted to run with me because I run a very st uh, steady, even pace. So he he was happy with his time and the fact that his knees didn't give out on, on him. I was happy with my time because I'd run a little bit faster. So thoroughly enjoyable day on Sunday. Um, I've run on the treadmill on Tuesday this week. Uh, normally i'd be scheduled to run tomorrow but i'm traveling tomorrow so i will pick up my runs i'll do three runs maybe four even uh while i'm in bedded i'm gonna run up and down the beach so i'll catch up with my my backlog um you know when i get to Benidorm. and i did the stretching exercises on monday i was going to do them today but i i've had to cancel that. i've got too many things to do this afternoon i don't think that's going to happen today might fit it in this evening but i think it's got to be all about getting ready to go and getting the car sorted and things like that this afternoon so I suspect they won't get done today but uh, I, you know, I'll catch up because I'll get loads of running and walking in in Benidorm next week so so that is it I'm heading to Lincolnshire tomorrow I'll be back with a podcast next week uh, is it next week yes it'll be a shorter one um, so apologies for that but we'll get back to normal service as soon as I start writing again 
you could see my healthy author updates and uh, images uh, from the 10K. I've put uh, an images, some images up from the 10K there. If you head over to paulteague.net forward slash run and remember the show notes at selfpublishingjourneys.com. Just look for the episode. This is season five, episode five. It'll be on the front page there if you want to take a look at those screenshots of the chart positions I achieved over this week's promos. Don't forget that my author diary follows my cheerio. And here comes the cheerio now. That is it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great week of writing from me, Paul Teague. Bye-bye for now. This podcast is supported by affiliate sales of Vellum, the best way to format your publications in Mobi, EPUB or paperback format. When you buy Vellum through my affiliate link, you pay the same price as normal, but I take a percentage of the sale proceeds, which goes to support my time and effort producing this podcast. All of my books are produced in Vellum, and I even have a simple guide to using Vellum on a PC over at my blog. Just head for paulteague.net forward slash use Vellum and download your free PDF how-to guide. So to check out the best formatting software on the planet, head over to paulteague.net forward slash vellum. It's 8.35 on Monday the 6th of February. I've had a wonderful weekend of running events and now it's time to change gear completely and get back into the writing. Let me give you the stats at the beginning of the week. I've written 51,110 words. I've got 23,890 remaining. There are 15 chapters left to write, and that's going to be over five days. I've got three days of writing this week, and then two days of writing when I get back from Spain. And the chapter length at the moment is 1,592. And over these next chapters, I really have to focus on keeping to that number now. I really can't overrun now. I've got to be very strict with myself, or I'll have to do a real big hack in the edit to get the numbers where they need to be at 75,000 words. Now, before I start writing today, I'm really not in the mood for it today. So I'm going to start with an easy scene in 1975. It's a straightforward scene, not challenging for me at all, in that it's all about action. I don't have to drop any clues or anything like that that in. So I'm going to use that scene, the easy scene, as the warm-up scene today, just to get me into it. And then the present-day scenes, I'm going to write second. Now, the other thing is, is that while I was thinking about the book this morning before I got up, I've decided to swap the two chapters that I'm writing today. I've just swapped the order because I think it works slightly better in that order. It really makes no difference to anything, but uh, I just felt when I was running through the sequence of events as they would happen in real life, uh, and in terms of the pacing, I felt that it worked better in that way. So quite a lot of swap arounds this morning before we even get writing. I'm sure I'll be okay when I start to, you know, tapping the keys of that keyboard <laughs> but I think the, the best thing for me to do is to dive straight into it and then once I've, I've warmed up it's like de-icing the car in the morning this on a Monday I just need to get the the car de-iced and then the engine will run properly it's 9.36 and I've just written 1,600 words so I'm eight words over my limit I managed to keep that a lot shorter and, and tighter this time which I'm going to have to do constantly now over the next 14 chapters. I'm pleased I started with that chapter. It's uh, action-driven, and so it was just very easy for me to write. It was good fun to write, too, very entertaining for me to write. I've finished 1 minute and 18 uh, earlier than my peepers, so my, my little alarm clock isn't going to go off, I don't think, while I'm recording this. But, yeah, that just helped me to warm up, and that's possibly a little tip there, that if you are really struggling to write, if the resistance is high, always start with the easiest thing and it just gets you going. I'm, I'm writing now, I've done the 1,600 words, I'm into it, I've, I've pushed through that that Monday resistance, which I always have. If you've listened to all of these writing diaries, you'll know that I get a lot of resistance when I've had a break from the writing, but I'm off now and I'm happier to write the next two chapters. Now, I didn't mention at the beginning that I've managed to um, procure for myself three bananas for Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. So I'm going to do my usual now. I'm going to make a cup of tea, going to eat half a banana, then I'm going to get straight on with the next chapter today. There are two chocolate rice crispy cakes left in the fridge and I was very tempted to get one before one of the kids does, but I didn't. I was good. I had half a banana instead. I've managed to lose uh, half a stone since I got back from Malaga. I'd hit 12 stone when I was in Malaga, I thought, right, that's it. Got to pull this back now. 
unfortunately the running doesn't sort of make me lose that much weight or let's put it this way if I didn't run I'd probably be much heavier so uh, this is why I've been really strict with the snacks that I've been trying to just eat the bananas so I've had half a banana I've got a cup of tea here I'm hoping the kids will come and eat those Rice Krispie cakes before I, I give in and eat one because they're delicious. You know, they, I did have one yesterday, but they're really lovely. I'm trying not to munch them all. OK, so we're, we're back to the present day in the book now. This was what I didn't write because I felt it would be harder than the chapter I've just written. It, it, it's going to be OK. Uh, it will be fine. But um, it wasn't the easiest chapter to write. And I have changed the order of the chapters round, remember. So um, I'm just really going to launch myself into this and see how it goes. I think the reason I'm feeling extra resistance this week, of course, is because I'm heading over to my mum's on Thursday and we're flying out to Benidorm on Friday. I've already got my, my cases packed upstairs. I'm, I'm trying to be extra organised this time uh, because I, you know, I've got to do a sub-journey over to Lincolnshire first. So uh, I've got all my bags packed upstairs and in my, in my head I'm already halfway there. But uh, I've got to remember that I've got work to do Monday Tuesday and Wednesday before I can depart and, and run off on my holidays and without a backwards glance. So head down, Paul, get the work done. Let's do this second chapter now. That's the second chapter of the day completed. I don't know why I was fussing about that. That was fine. I've written 1,652 words. Remember that was moved. The order was exchanged and that was the right decision. Having written that chapter now, it flows beautifully from where I was to where I want to be. It's, it's quite nice. It allows me to put a little bit of um, tension in, a little bit of intrigue. So it was the absolutely the right decision to swap those chapters round. And just a reminder, you know, the the plan that I make on a book, This I think this is the second set of chapters. I've maybe changed around, I think, three chapters I've swapped now throughout the whole book, just the ordering of them. This is the thing about the, the plan that I make. It's an outline. It's a structure. I don't have to stick to it rigidly. I can change at any time. I can insert new details. I can completely throw it up in the air and alter it if I want to at any time. But I, it just gives me a uh, direction of travel. I've written the final chapter, so I know where I need to be at the end of this book. So I, I've only got uh, limited changes I can make. I can't do anything too crazy. Um, but a plan is to be changed, and you can always add new things and take things away if you decide that works better for you as you're writing the book. It's just before 11 o'clock now. Uh, you know, having been dreaded this day of writing, we're almost there now. I've just got one more chapter to do now, which is fabulous. I should be done just after midday, which is also great for timing. It means I'm done nice and early. So I'll take a short break now. The next chapter continues where this one left off. So very short break, just a quick wander around, look out in the garden, get my eyes uh, focusing sort of longer distance rather than close up. Quick check of the emails and I'll be back at my desk and getting the final chapter of the day done. I forgot to tell you that I had to answer the door to the postman while I was writing in that last session. I messed up an order as I'm away on Valentine's Day. I'll be in Spain on Valentine's Day this year. I have arranged for some things to be delivered to my wife on Valentine's Day. Uh, via Moonpig and I messed up the order so one of those boxes has arrived today doesn't matter it's not it's not flowers thank goodness it's not something that will go off it's just a, a box of um, a box of chocolates I've I've gone old school this year as I can't be at home um, so uh, that that box is sitting at the side of my desk what I'm going to have to do is leave that with one of the kids now because uh, I'd, I'd hoped it would arrive on Valentine's Day itself but uh, one of the kids will have to hand it over so that's that's mail delivery number one today and then I've got another mail delivery coming between uh, in midday and one o'clock today so <laughs> we, we have a constant flow of parcels in this house what with me my wife and the kids there's always something being delivered so uh, it doesn't take a, a moment or two but uh, I might get another delivery by the time uh, I, before I finish writing this next session today so we'll see okay this is the last chapter for me for today uh, I think this will be fine because it just continues from the chapter I've just written. It's it's absolutely fine. I'm, I, I went a little bit over my word count again. I'm going to try and keep this a little bit shorter if I can. I was just a little bit too many words. I'm just trying to find the word count. 1,652. So I was, what, 60 words over. So I'm going to try and keep this one as short as I can. 
and just try and peg these words back because uh, you know I'm really struggling. I always overwrite, I think, and I, I need to get to a better habit of underwriting with these words because it's going to give me a problem shortly. Anyhow, I'll, I'll get on with it now and let you know how we get on. Actually, I'm really surprised that that's today's rising over and done with. For all I was moaning at the beginning of the day, I've rattled through that. So I've just written 1,523 words, which is, thank goodness, below the word target of 1592. So that means I'll be, I haven't done the adding up yet, but that means I'll be fairly close to what I should have done today. That was a really easy chapter to write, actually. It was a, not an interrogation scene, but it wasn't, scene. It wasn't a formal interview, but it was a, an interview with a, a fairly unpleasant character who we've heard a lot about in the book, but we haven't actually met him in the present day yet. And this is the first present day meeting. And it ends in a little chapter cliffhanger as well. So I just rattled through that chapter. It was very easy to write. I've got ten and a half minutes left on the clock. It's now, well, it's 11.58. It's almost midday. Uh, so I, I've got all that writing done within the allocated time today. Thank goodness for that. I'm always pleased when Mondays are out of the way because I do I do struggle on a Monday morning. It's only a gear change. It's just a complete gear change from, from running and having fun over the weekend and then having to, no, no different from a, a day job really you know coming in after the weekend having to sit yourself down and get that gear change for work but once I start it's fine we're away now and hopefully Tuesday and Wednesday will be very straightforward so that is it for a Monday it's time for me to grab something to eat then I'm going to do those stretching exercises that I told you about in last week's uh, podcast diary and after that I don't know we'll have a look at some marketing or something like that okay speak to you tomorrow It's Tuesday morning, 11.26. My wife has gone to work. I have a cup of tea in front of me. And interestingly, this morning, I've woken up to bestseller status on my Sci-Fi 7-pack. That's as a result of the BookBub promo. So that's always good news. And interestingly, by the time I've written this first hour, my draft the digital results will be in from the first sales period from that BookBub. Now, I was quite surprised at how well Kobo did yesterday. So I'm hoping, hoping that Draft the Digital might be some fairly good news. So what I've got to do is try and resist looking at Draft the Digital while I'm writing in the next hour. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, it might have a pleasant surprise for me by the time I finish writing this first chapter of Tuesday. Now, as you know, I'm never massively keen on Tuesdays. It's a funny old time of day to start writing, really. But I'm going to be writing in between, what, 1130 and I should be done by 3, 3.30 at the latest, I would guess. Got to do a, a session on the treadmill today and cook tea before my wife gets home. So that's my kind of routine for a Tuesday afternoon. But first comes the writing. I'm going to write today slightly differently from what I did yesterday. So today I'm going to write my two chapters in the present first, because uh, yesterday I ended on a uh, a sort of action beat. There's a lot of action just about to happen, exciting stuff. So it's going to be, well, I hope it's going to be fairly straightforward to write the f- the chapters in the present. And then I will focus on the chapter in the past. Uh, again, the chapter in the past would be a straightforward one to write as well today. But I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the present storyline to start with today. They're both hopefully fairly straightforward. Oh, and the other thing I did is I've changed the plot. So chapter, where am I? 33, I think it is, or 34? No, 34. Chapter 34, I've completely changed what happens in that chapter in my notes. I'd pretty well done the same thing twice. I'd pretty well written that scene yesterday. I didn't need to revisit it, and I really didn't need to do what I'd got planned. So I've changed it and brought another plot point in where I was thinking, oh, I kind of need to to do something with that so and I need to do it before the end of the book I'm going to process it and deal with it in book three but I kind of need to bring that one into land by the end of this book and I'm just about to hit the final sequence of events that leads to the big climax at the end so I thought right I'm going to use this chapter for a different purpose and this this character is just going to be you know put held in in police cells for the next day for questioning effectively so I deal with him tuck him away and I'll bring him out in the next book to to bring his information into the story but it just deals with it nicely for me so uh, you know once again just to flag this up I've got a plan but the plan can change it hasn't changed substantially but I have just tweaked it okay this cup of tea won't drink itself (laughs) let's start the timer and see how we get on in this hour That's chapter one written. 
1,465 words, intentionally written short, because I want to leave myself some word capacity as I get towards the end of the more exciting scene. So I'm supposed to be writing about 1,590-something, so I'm 100 words shorter there. I need to be doing that. It was an easy chapter to write short, so I did. The words came very fast. I've got seven minutes left until the end of my hour, so that's a good start to the day. I'm going to go and get myself some lunch right now, but I'm just going to have a quick look live and see if we've got any royalties in from Draft of Digital yet. Oh no, tantalisingly no. It's uh, 12.24 here. They usually come in at midday, I thought, but um, certainly after midday they come in. So I'll keep an eye on those, and I'll give you a full report, obviously, in this week's podcast diary. But if I get a glimpse of what they are, I'll let you know in real time in these reports. So, quarter of an hour for something to eat, then I'm back to it. That's another 1,509 words written. Still no news from Draft of Digital. That's really frustrating. I was hoping those numbers would drop in while I was writing today, but they haven't at the moment. It's uh, 137. They ought to have dropped in by now. So it's 137. I've done my second chapter for the day. That, if you remember, was a chapter that I've inserted. It, it wasn't going to be there in the original plan. And just skipping ahead there, I'm going to change the next chapter two that's going to change as well then I'll go back to my original plan because we're into the the final parts of the book I know how that all plays out so I'm changing around two chapters here uh, from my original plan they they work better they help me to tidy something up that's come up in this book and they help me to park it ready for book three so I'm also lining things up so I got loads of things to start book three with I don't want to have to stand start it from a, a standing start so that chapter came pretty fast. I had to do a little bit of research there. Uh, basically, I've got somebody threatening to haul themselves over the old wooden pier in Hull. Now, the, the wooden pier is quite remarkable, actually. I, I went there a couple of years ago with some friends. I hadn't been aware of it when I lived there last time, but I'd met some friends there and walked along it. It's quite remarkable, but I, I noticed from the local paper that it's been closed for the last two or three years because it's getting dangerous. So this is where... Before the Humber Bridge was built, this is where you used to be able to catch a ferry over to the other side of the Humber. So, as you guess, it's, it's, you know, it is a pretty old structure. So I've basically got a guy standing on the edge of the pier about to jump off, and he's one of the suspects in the case. So it's great for drama, and it's a great uh, location, and it uses the, the Humber as kind of one of the, the fierce, angry characters of the book, because it's quite a formidable river there. So uh, the next scene, he's literally just... Um, He's just uh, fallen, actually. He didn't throw himself off as he was threatening to do. He's just slipped in. The Coast Guard are nearby. So I, I'll kind of wrap that, that little storyline up um, in the next chapter with his rescue. And then he'll have to be taken away to hospital. It's very cold. And then that basically just parks him <laughs> till the next book where he can recover suitably for questioning. And as I'm bringing all the strands of the, the mystery together, I can kind of eliminate him from what's been going on. So, you know, we're always looking at these these strands, these opportunities, these clues. Um, and one of the disciplines you need when you're writing a trilogy is is not to close all the openings when you're writing a trilogy. You always need a whole load of openings that you can carry forward into the next book to keep that momentum going. OK, so 10 to 2. I'd like to be finished by about 3 today if I can be. So I'm going to take a 10 minute break and then I'll come back to it. So on to the last chapter of this day, Tuesday, nearly at Benidorm time. I'm just going to keep my focus until we've got these chapters written for this week. So yeah, this is the last one for today. Uh, this is now back to the 1975 storyline. It's a self-contained scene. Well, I say it's self-contained, actually. It does, it does run over into the next chapter. But it's a fairly straightforward scene uh, featuring the, the three girls the, uh, who are sort of protagonists in these 1970s scenes it should be okay I've, I've had to before I've started writing I've just pulled up an old article that I've got it's set in a nightclub in one of Hull's old nightclubs a place called Tiffany's now when I was in the city the nightclub used to be called uh, LA's Lexington Avenue it was known then and uh, I don't think I ever actually went to it but it was uh, it was quite, <laughs> it was quite an experience going there from uh, from all accounts I could tell you some stories I'm not going to record them but I could tell you some stories that I'd heard about LA's from uh, colleagues at the BBC who'd been there and come back and reported on it 
So um, it was Tiffany's, though. It was renamed LA's after it was Tiffany's. So in, in the days when, when the girls go, it's Tiffany's. Um, fortunately, the local paper, the Hull Daily Mail, does some wonderful, wonderful articles uh, looking back at how Hull was. So in the last chapter, I was referring to a Hull Daily Mail article about the, the wooden pier uh, that's been shut because it's uh, dangerous now. And I've been on the wooden pier with some friends, as I said. But, um, you know, the Hull Daily Mail has got loads of photos there and it just helped me to remember what it was like. And then in another Hull Daily Mail article, they've done a feature on, uh, you know, some of Hull's favourite uh, nightclub haunts. And so it, it tells you all about the dates with the nightclub and how it changed its name and when it was refurbished and everything like that. So it's really helpful for me. These are these are brilliant articles. So I'm going to have this article open while I'm writing this scene, but effectively it's going to be dramatic. The other thing I'm going to have to research as well, and that, that'll be easy to do, is I'll just need a couple of kind of disco tracks that they might be playing in Tiffany's just to, as a throwaway mention during the chapter to set the scene. So I will be you know, nip it across to Google every now and then just to very quickly research little bits of factual information that I can just drop in. But it's, what, two minutes past two now? I'm going to see if I can have this slightly shorter chapter written by three o'clock. I don't think I gave you the word count of the last chapter I did. The last word count was 1,468. So I'm doing well today. I'm really trying to, to write shorter and I'm really getting there. So let's see if I can make this third chapter a little bit shorter. And that gives me uh, a lot of flexibility with my words as the action builds towards the end of this book. And that's Tuesday's writing finished. So I've just written 1,593 words. That chapter uh, went fine. Um, I, I'm slightly over my time. It's four minutes past three. So it was quite a, a slower chapter to write, just because I just wanted to make sure that the interest was kept there. I didn't want to say, I didn't want to have a scene where just a sequence of events happens and there's no sort of gripping interest in there. So, uh, you know, I think I've managed to achieve that and I've left it on a nice little beat there that I think will have readers thinking oh my goodness you know that that sense of oh my goodness this girl's about to get herself into some trouble so yeah I, I enjoyed that let me just toss up the words as I'm talking to you now to see what the final word count is today and uh, we'll see how I've done I'm writing below 5,000 words at the moment as you know because I need to keep these words in check so the final word count today is 4,584. So just over four and a half thousand. That feels about right. So I, I hope I've, I should have bought myself, just doing rough arithmetic in my head, should have bought myself about 250 to 300 words of leeway as I start getting towards the, the end of the book. Because if, you know, if there's a place where I, I need to write or overwrite there, that's probably where it will be. So, good. That's day two of three this week of writing. I am now going to go for a run on the treadmill. <laughs> There's no rest for the wicked, you see. And uh, we'll be back to it tomorrow, Wednesday, which will be my last three chapters before I head to Benidorm. So I will be in a holiday mood tomorrow and certainly very happy when those words have been written. So that's it for now. I'll speak to you again tomorrow. And so here we go. It's Wednesday morning, the 8th of February. It's 8.23, a really early start for me today. But just the three chapters to go. Then I close the book uh, for over a week and I'm heading for Benidorm tomorrow. So a bit of a funny day today. I need to get this done ASAP. So no malingering on my part today. I, I want to rattle through this as fast as I can because then I have to record the podcast episode for Saturday. And then this afternoon... I need to do all the bits and pieces that need to be done before travelling. So i got to get petrol, need to wash the car, got to fill it with screen wash, check the tyres, all the usual bits and pieces you do before you travel. Uh, the cases are all packed and ready to go, but I should be getting up and heading off to Lincolnshire first thing tomorrow morning. So I need to make sure I'm all packed up and ready. So that's going to be my priority in the afternoon. So head straight down. Let's get on with it. Let's see how fast I can get this writing sorted today so I can start the holiday. Well, that was and that wasn't a good start to the day. It was a good start because I've just rattled through it and it's a very exciting scene. Man being rescued from the Humber estuary. But I've written 1,687 words. I'm not supposed to be writing that much. Come on, Paul, you've got to focus. So uh, I've got, uh, I did the arithmetic. I, I should have told you this 
at the beginning of the writing day, but I've written 60,799 words. So I've got 14,201 words remaining, and those words are going to be distributed over nine chapters now. That's all I've got left, nine chapters to write, three of which I'm writing today. So when you do the, the maths on that, I should be writing to 1,577 words, and I've just exceeded that by 110, which is not a brilliant start to the day. So I, I need to be writing shorter, otherwise I'm going to have problems <laughs> with my word count. Now, you know, if I have to, I'll hack and I'll cut and I'll get those words down. But I, I, I don't want to have to hack and cut too much, otherwise it becomes a, you know, a major editing job. It's better to just keep the discipline as I'm writing. Now, again, because I've just dropped a big uh, bombshell at the end of this chapter, I'm not going to go to the 1975 scene next. I'm going to write in the present day because the the action's going to be pretty continuous now until the end of the book. Uh, we're on a sequence of events now that reach the crescendo at the end. It starts with the, the final line of this chapter. So I'm going to write present-day chapters together from now on, and then I'll write the 1975 chapters after that. Um, but I'm so close to the end now. You know, we, we literally are in the final sequence of events. So it's all getting very exciting, which is great. That's that's not bad, is it really? Bearing in mind we're, we're ending a book now. I've just written chapter 35. The book ends at chapter 45. I'm going to have a cup of tea now, and then I will get back to it by 9.45 at the latest. I've checked the emails, had a look at Twitter, had a look at Facebook, made a cup of tea, eaten half a banana, and now it's time to get back to it. So I really need to keep focused. I want to be done by midday or very close to midday today because I've got to get the podcast recorded and then I'm I'm sort of done from a work point of view and I can get on with sorting out the holiday and being ready for that. So let's get on with it. I'll let you know how it goes. I've got to try and keep this to about 1,400 if I can. Let's see if I can do it. I'll speak to you soon. 10.47. I have written 10 words below my target of 1,577. I just wrote 1,567 words. So I need to try and get the next chapter down. This is one set in 1975, so I think it'll be quite easy to just peg the word count on that. I'll write that one short if I can, just to make sure I come in on my limit today. But that was a fast chapter. It's exciting. Somebody's child's gone missing in a big park and they're hunting for him. And this is going to be the, the, the pace now is, is going to go really fast towards the end of the book and the, the big scene at the end. So there's no rest for my protagonist now. <laughs> She's going to be put through the rigour over the next couple of chapters. And these chapters kind of write themselves. So that was good. Um, I had to be a little bit delayed here because um, this takes place in a big park, a place called Pearson Park in Hull. And so I had my Google map open and I was just making sure they had to search the park when the child went missing. And I just needed to make sure of the geography of the park. It's a long time since I've been there. My my wife actually years ago did um, some diploma course or something that involved us um, doing some work around the park. So years ago, I didn't know it very well. It was just around the corner from where we lived, but I've forgotten it now. And uh, in, in lieu of me actually going there in June just to do some last minute location checks before I publish the books. I've got to use Google Maps for this, but Google Maps is very helpful and it helped uh, you know, me locate where everything was just so it sounds like I've actually been to the park when I'm writing about it. What will we do without Google Maps, eh? Okay, so that's the second chapter written today. I'm going to take a very short break and then I'm going to get straight down to the last chapter of today. And fingers crossed, we should be done by midday. I've started work a little bit later than anticipated. I got a little bit distracted there, but it's just uh, 11 o'clock now. And I just did some calculations too to work out how many words I'm aiming for. I need to be at about 1,477 words in this next chapter to keep myself on course. I'm going to try, I think, and try and write a little bit under it, if at all possible. Maybe about 1,400, something around there. But we'll have to see how the chapter pans out. This is another chapter from 19... 75. It doesn't need to be a long chapter, but I know exactly what has to happen here. It's quite an action-packed chapter, so hopefully I won't get carried away with the action. I'm going to try and get this in the hour too, so it's exactly 11 o'clock now. Let's see if I can get this done by midday and finish dot on time. 
And that's me finished my writing for a Wednesday. I've just written 1,474 words. So what am I? <laughs> Three words below my budget. So I am a little bit over again today. Um, I do know a little section actually that I, I can hack a little bit earlier. I won't, I won't tell you what it is. It's a long story, but there is a little bit I can hack if I need to pin back some words. Just an exchange between people, but um, I'll wait until the end to see if I need to do that. That was a very exciting scene, very action-packed. So I now have... This is the state of play before I go to Bedidorm. I've now got six chapters to write. I'm not going to do any writing next week, so I'll be away all next week. And I will start writing uh, a week on the Monday. So I'm just trying to work out what date that is. That's the Monday the 20th of February. I'll write three chapters on Monday the 20th of February. The final three chapters on Tuesday the 21st of February. And then this book is going to be finished in first draft form. The rest of the story is going to take care of itself. It's actually quite a nice feeling to know that I've written the last chapters in 1975 and in the present day. All I've really got to do is just navigate the ship into the port now. Uh, the story kind of tells itself now because both these storylines are on their final trajectory. So it's a good point at which to leave it and to go to Benidorm. It's a long time not to be writing but you consider how much I've been writing over the last couple of weeks quite intensively I've been writing uh, 15,000 words for the last month or so now uh, it's going to feel funny not to be writing again next week and then to have to pick up the pace again when I get back in the, you know over a week's time but uh, that's what I've got ahead of me a big break now then we'll come in and get this book finished draft one form and then it's off to the editing <laughs>